today on the Tearsheet Podcast. I then went to Intuit, where I led the Asia Pacific, and then the, the U.S. QuickBooks online business um, over six years at Intuit before moving over to Split It, um, where I, I found a product um, that was delivering enormous benefit to consumers that really reminded me of the early days of PayPal. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Split It is a global payment technology that enables no-fee installments on credit card purchases. Unlike other point-of-sale financing platforms that we've covered on this podcast, Splitit isn't consumer financing. There's 0% interest and no application or late fees. CEO Brad Patterson has recently joined the firm after a 20-year career that included Visa, placed him at PayPal in its early days, and leading into its U.S. QuickBooks online business. Brad joins us on the podcast to talk about the genesis of the business and how his firm found product market fit. In an increasingly competitive market for point-of-sale loans, we talk about how Splitit differentiates itself. Lastly, we talk about the firm's growth trajectory. Brad Patterson is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Hi, I'm Brad Patterson. I'm the CEO of the installment payments company Splitit. So, so much to ask you about here, um, Brad. Like, we're, we're, let's start um, with your background. I know, I know you've been in the payments industry for a while. Like, can you talk about, um, I'm interested in hearing your background, like, technically, and then, how, you know, how that led to, to founding Splitit. Sure. I've been at Split it, well, I've been at Split it for about eight months, but I've spent over 20 years um, in the fintech space. I cut my teeth at Visa, where I spent a number of years in Asia Pacific, um, in the merchant and consumer business. I then moved over to PayPal, where I was a third employee at PayPal in Asia Pacific. We helped build that business over eight years. Uh, very exciting times there, early days at PayPal. I then went to Intuit, where I led the Asia Pacific, and then the, the US QuickBooks online business. Um, over six years and into it before moving over to Split It, uh, where I, I found a product um, that was delivering enormous benefit to consumers that really reminded me of the early days of PayPal. Well, so that's a really interesting hook. Um, I'd assume that given where you are in your career, you know, you, you could have done a few different things. What was it specifically mm -hmm. about Split It um, that you decided to join? I, it sounds like, like I, I, you sort of just addressed it, but I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Sure. I uh, was very lucky to be introduced to the found, one of the co-founders of Split It uh, early in the piece. Uh, and he explained to me a couple of things. Uh, he founded an installment company in Israel with his co-founder where splitting any transaction, whether you're at a grocery store, at a pharmacy, uh, anywhere that you could split those transactions. But you couldn't do that online. And it couldn't be done outside of Israel well, except for in some markets like Brazil. Uh, he he founded the company on the premise, splitting transactions on your existing card, existing credit, versus putting new debt into society was something he was very passionate about. They'd spent six years building the technology, setting the patents, and building up the infrastructure around the world to roll this out. Uh, speaking to, I then investigated a little further with some existing customers, consumers and merchants, and the benefits provided from this to them in improving the conversion for merchants and consumers are really viscerally saying how they could now afford to buy goods that were really important to them they couldn't before made me realize this was something that not only delivered powerful benefits but had significant opportunities to scale and 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 long term i mean this is this is kind of a jaded question but is this a standalone company or does this work alongside other types of payment solutions it, 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 we sit by um, a number of different payment solutions mm -hmm. that would be added to a checkout no different to what paypal would be at a checkout, you'd often see credit cards, PayPal, and Split It sitting side by side in the checkout. 
Awesome. So, so maybe you could take us through a few of the like, you know, potential use cases here um, at the merchant level, and I guess at the consumer level. It'd be interesting to hear like sort of how how people are using Splitter. Sure. So the initial premise of Splitter is that you can make purchases on your credit card and have them split into monthly installments. So you need to have the available balance on your credit card, but the amount that hits your credit card every month is uh, the equal split of that installment. So wherever a credit card is accepted, that merchant can add split it. Anyone that has a credit card today can choose split it at the checkout, enter their credit card number, choose the number of installments, and the payment's done. There's no account application. Uh, there's no need to uh, be issued new credit because you're using the credit you have. It's a very simple, seamless checkout. Merchants love it because it's not adding extra steps into the checkout. Uh, they're able to market their goods instead of a $4,000 TV, they can market it as $400 over 10 months. It significantly improves conversion up to around 30% in some cases. Um, some, some consumers like to spend more. They feel that they can actually spend more with the available credit without the instant cash hit to their balance. So it's predominantly focused on e-commerce. Consumers would choose split it at the checkout um, and then split the installments um, by choosing the number of installments they want um, on their credit card. Interesting. And I guess you take on the credit risk. Well, the, the, there's two areas there. We okay. provide funding. We provide funding in advance to merchants. So, the merchant right, so they get paid right away. Okay. They get paid right away. Consumers, mm -hmm. uh, the issuing bank of the credit card takes on the risk as they mm -hmm. would for any other credit card purchase. So really a we're really a technology layer. We're oh. not issuing credit to consumers. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I didn't quite, that, it was that nuance I didn't really pick up on. Um, and you mentioned sort of an increase in order size. Like, I, I, have you quantified mm -hmm. that? We have, as you can imagine, it varies significantly, but anywhere from 20 to 80%. Virgin Pure, um, who provide uh, water filtration systems to homes in the UK, uh, recently claimed a, an average order value increase of 80% um, on transactions on split it versus normal, every other transaction type. So and yeah, that sounds awesome. And on the merchant side, can you talk about, I guess, it, it, it's a technology place. You can work with a lot of different types of merchants, but like, what does your target merchant look like? Is there a target? There is. That, that's really important for us. It took us a while to work that out as we were looking for product market fit. The target merchant is generally somebody that is selling goods at $300 or above. Our average order value at the moment is about $850 much higher than, than normal uh, uh, payment options. The, we, see, we see merchants in homewares, luxury retail, health, so dent, dental um, and veterinary is quite popular. Outdoor sporting goods, uh, there's a electric bikes, kayaks, uh, you name it, outdoor sporting goods is really popular. And furniture and mattresses is quite popular as well. So as you can imagine, higher average order very goods, uh, whether it's either a necessity for somebody to purchase those uh, or it's quite aspirational. And, and I guess like what's, are these small medium businesses? Are you working with some of the larger ones or you're working with like who, what, I guess, what does their business look like? Uh, predominantly e-commerce, predominantly mm -hmm. e-commerce. Uh, we're, we're increasingly uh, present on brands that you would know and love. A number of the larger mattress merchants um, have now added split it, such as Nectar, uh, Simbasleep, uh, eight sleep, et cetera. Um, we're not in the, the well-known uh, brands that you would see today, but we're talking to all of them. And I expect that over the next 12 months, we'll be present on a number of brands that everybody knows and loves. 
I have a question for you. Um, you know, one of the things we've reported on at Tearsheet um, is sort of the rise of, you know, these point of service um, financing models. And as you said, those actually add debt, uh, more debt, I think, into, into mm-hmm. the economy. Um, is there a challenge, I guess, from a positioning point of view for you guys that to say we're not like those guys? We're sort of like those guys, but we're not like those guys. Well, we're not like those guys. And I yep. think that's the point of difference. Uh, and I think once folks understand that, it makes it very compelling and interesting. We're often told by larger merchants that we're serving a segment of the market that hasn't been served before. And someone with credit cards that have available debt, everybody else is issuing new debt. Now, some people want to be extended debt and they don't want to get a credit card. They want it for that transaction. That's not our business model. That's not something we're interested in. We're, we're increasingly advocating for better consumer disclosures, better consumer protections, and helping consumers understand it's really a short-term loan. It's not a, a, a transaction, uh, a, a standard transaction. You are getting a short-term loan that will impact your credit score over time. We're, we're very different. We're using existing credit. There's a number of stats in the market today that shows that 70% of the credit that's in the market today is not utilized. So we're really focusing on helping consumers use the credit they have and do it on their terms. Right. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't even um, alluding to the fact that you aren't different. It was really whether as, it, as competition gets um, more, well, as it gets more competitive in the market and there's more offerings, whether it's, mm-hmm. It, it requires us to say, hey, we really are different and, um, and make that clear to the consumer and to the merchant, I guess. It, yeah, it is very important. I think we're, we're not well known. We've been essentially selling the service for the last 18 months. Uh, but part of, our, part of our journey and part of our focus is ensuring that it's really clear that we are different so consumers understand that they have a choice. And if they have a credit card today, they can use that uh, versus um, most other options. They're only giving them the option to, to extend into new debt. Is, is there a marketing channel through the credit card companies to help them, to help their, almost like a, part, like a marketing partnership to help them, to help their cardholders know that there's this possibility there, even though it doesn't require that? Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking to a number of the major card issuing brands around the world about potential partnerships in this space. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of those uh, evolve this year. That makes a lot of sense. And, and what are the channels that you use um, to get the word out about Splitter? Predominantly online, uh, predominantly digital, digital, social. Uh, we're increasingly looking at uh, the more influencers in the space, the more consumer advocates in the financial services space that learn and understand our product are increasingly advocating for our space as well. So it's, there's, no, there's no silver bullet. It, it's really about building out a, number, a lot of content to educate the market on our space and evolving our messaging and our brand, uh, while at the same time looking at partnerships in areas that you mentioned before um, to help spread the word as well. And, and at the point of sale, do, do merchants, um, is there a little bit of marketing there too, like some, some collateral material for people to, to see that there is potential to do that? Uh, the quality of the integration on a, a merchant's website is very important. That's mm-hmm. why we partner with companies such as Shopify, Magenta, etc., to make sure that it's a quality integration and uh, how we appear is, is equal to all other payment options. And most importantly, it's clear to folks that this is a different option. This is the installments on your credit card. So yeah, that's a very important piece. Um, it's equally much, as much about the product integration as it is about the marketing messaging. So almost like as deeply embedded in the, in the shopping cart as any other payment option. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we've spent the last couple of years focusing on building out that infrastructure. Interesting. Um, can you talk about um, 
yeah, I know you had a couple recent announcements. You mentioned that there's a partnership now with, with Stripe. Can we talk about what that is and, and what that means for the company? Well, absolutely. So we're very excited recently to announce a partnership with Stripe, uh, one of the largest payment um, infrastructure companies in the world. As we were looking to scale, we were looking to partner with a company that uh, shares similar uh, mindset and values as us and providing a technology to back solutions such as ours. Stripe does all that. What it allows us to do uh, at the moment, given that we connect into any payment gateway that I mentioned is using, and we're, we're a technology layer uh, impacting the messaging there, it can be quite a complicated onboarding process. Partnering with Stripe now makes it a one-stop shop. Merchants can now onboard directly to split it, the split of payments, which will be powered by Stripe. Mm. Stripe will be the technology behind our solution. And merchants can now onboard in hours, if not minutes. This is at the moment, it takes them weeks. So for us, it's really about enabling scale. So I, I, uh, maybe this is a sensitive question, but is, is there uh, the thought process when working with Stripe that, you know, with, with their ability to roll out new products and stuff like that, that this might be something they would do themselves at some point? Well, our, our technology is patented. patented. Mm -hmm. It was patented in 2012. So it would be difficult for anybody to do exactly what we do. Um, I, I don't want to speak on behalf of Stripe, but I know they're very excited to be partnering with us in this space and, and allow them to enter the installment payments market by powering our technology and allows us to focus on our go-to-market efforts and providing a great customer experience. Uh, I think it's a, it's a partnership of mutual interests where we're complementing, complementing each other very well. Yeah, it definitely sounds like that. Um, you also mentioned you, you've brought in some new merchants recently. Do you want to talk about those? Sure. We just announced that we've got Nectar in the US. Uh, we've got internet retailers fastest growing brand in 2018. Mm. It's announced in 2019 by internet retailers. So they've just announced they're letting split it. They should be live any day now. Uh, we've recently added a, a number of other large merchants, Astrid, uh, Bluefly, the two merchants we've recently agreed to add, add to split it to their site. Uh, we're seeing a, a significant take up in the homeware space and the mattress space in particular. We have some exciting announcements coming in the next couple of days and the next couple of weeks as well. Interesting. And can we, can we talk about, I guess, your product pipeline going into um, the rest of this year? I mean, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Um, like, what does the roadmap look like? We don't disclose too much of the roadmap. We're actually publicly listed on the mm -hmm. Australian Stock Exchange, so we, we don't disclose too much of the roadmap that's coming. I think it's fair to say we're focused on two areas. Uh, in, the reason we exist today is to help merchants improve conversion. So we're expecting to see us provide an even more seamless, less friction-filled checkout experience for merchants. Uh, expect to see some innovation in that space. Um, and also, the people that need this the most are small businesses, uh, especially those that are sending invoices. So seeing us enter into the invoicing space, uh, focused on small businesses, which means that they can sign up within minutes, they can add a spreader option to their invoice, uh, and be checking out um, and, and have they, this, them sending this to their, their business customers quickly um, is really important for us. So allowing them to onboard our, our platform very quickly and integrating into B2B type platforms that provide uh, services such as invoicing solutions. Interesting. Um, and so, so you mentioned, Brad, that you joined eight months ago. Um, yeah. Looking back, um, I guess, uh, have your experiences met your expectations? Is there, is there, was there anything that was surprising getting into this space um, with, with Split It that, I don't know, they, it's noteworthy? Uh, it's, it's been probably the most exciting journey of my career, to be honest. Wow. It, it, 
uh, the talent out of Israel where our development center is is just phenomenal. I was, I was, I knew this coming in from my work at PayPal and at Intuit where we had great development centers in Israel. Uh, but to be really up close and personal with such a small innovative team is blown me away. So the talent is phenomenal. I think the, the, the stage is, uh, industry that reminds me of the very early days of PayPal as PayPal was moving off eBay. Uh, we saw a lot of entrance into that space at that time, such as Google Checkout. Um, and it became very competitive very quickly and then went through consolidation. I see this in a very similar light. There's no fewer than eight different buy now, pay later options. There seems to be a new one launching every month. Uh, it's, it's a very hot space. And I think everybody realizes that merchants uh, and retailers need help converting customers. Price is the number one area that's holding them back. And consumers are looking for ways to alleviate that stress. And we think we're on a quite a unique position here. So I'm surprised by how quickly this market is expanding mm. with new competitors. Um, and if it plays out the way I've seen this play out in other industries, I think we'll see some consolidation in the years to come. That makes sense. And one, we have time for one last question, Brad. And I'm curious um, personally what you feel your biggest challenge is this year as a CEO. It's keeping us focused. There's so many opportunities that we have, so many great ideas in, in the organization and our partners that are looking to work with us. It's keeping us focused on our prime goal, which is helping merchants improve conversion. If we continue to innovate in the product that way, we continue to make sure our, our communication and our marketing and our sales efforts are focused on helping customers achieve that, we'll be successful. From my experience, every time we try to chase something new, every time we try to chase the next big opportunity, we take our eye off the prize, and the prize is really helping our customers. Um, that's key. So I'd say being focused and being focused on being very customer-centric and delivering those benefits. If we have a great product and people know who we are, uh, we'll be around for a long time to come. Brad, thank you for joining us on Tearsheet Podcast today. Thank you, Zach. Great talking to you.